Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Novel. This show contains adult material, references to drugs, and swearing. You have been warned. I will say, I don't know if I want to see pictures of someone's bumhole when I've just met them. Yeah, I have a question. Was it Harry? <laughs> it was Harry, yeah. Oh, no, great. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Are you bored of modern dating? Meeting the same people from the same apps in the same bar? You've only chosen because it's close to your house and you can make your usual quick getaway. It's time to change the narrative on how we find love. It's time to start looking for love in all the wrong places. I'm going on a wild dating adventure, only picking people who are the total opposite of my type. And after 28 of these dates in two months, will I find that special someone? Or will this experiment prove that I should just give up on dating altogether? It's time time to to find out. I'm Grace Campbell, and this is 28 Dates Later. Grace. Hi, Ross. So you managed to squeeze in another date this week. And am I right in saying, obviously got a little like rundown. Yeah. He's high. He's been briefed as the guy who is always high, right? Which I think is going to be the name of this episode. Grace, have you ever dated someone that is always high? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've dated like a stoner for ages and it was just like, what am I doing with my life? Because 
dating someone who is stoned all the time is so stressful. He was so bad at, like, he'd forget plans that we'd make all the time. He was late to everything. Oh, my God. Which isn't, like, all stoners are like that, but he was, like, high all the time. So, obviously, he was forgetting everything. I would not be able to deal with someone like that. I don't think I've gone out with someone who's been stoned all the time. Now, I will say I'm the most naive person when it comes to drugs. Yeah, you probably just didn't know. (laughs) Honestly, like, sometimes I'll be out with people and I'm like, God, weren't they mad last night? And they're like, yeah, Roz, they were off their tits on coke. And I'm like, what? And they're like, Roz, everyone was. It was everywhere. And I'm like, what? I missed it. What? And I know I am like this. Like, I feel like I was so sheltered from it growing up that like, I have no concept of knowing if people are high or on drugs or not. That's so funny. Yeah. But I feel like it's also because you have so much energy when you're out. So you may no. not notice, but I've grown up around a lot of druggy people. And my the first guy that I was like ever in love with was like a coke addict. And it was horrific because I'd be like desperate. We'd be like at a party and he'd be like, no, I can't go home. Like, I'm not going to be able to sleep. And I'd be like, oh, let's just go back to the house. Then we'd go back to my house and he would just sit there taking coke till like eight in the morning. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. I've actually thought maybe I need to be with someone who's like sober or like sober adjacent. Like someone who's like more on the side of being sober than being a drug addict. Yeah. Someone who's normal. (laughs) I loved this date. Like I actually had such a good time. He was like a raging party animal. So when he found out about the podcast and like going on a date with me, his initial response was he wanted to take me to the ballet and take mushrooms, like take me to the ballet and do On the date. For the first date. I got free tickets to the ballet, so I was hoping we could get... Do you really? I do, I. How? Uh, I've just got a few friends in there. My mum, if she found that out, would be like, can you go out with me? She can, because as long as she's doing mushrooms, she can come along and be fucking sound. (laughs) Maybe you and my mum, she's never done shrooms before, but like... Ali's are in. The first time I did it, I can't lie, I fucking shit myself. Because basically I went and I I took loads of this, I took like chocolates, I took dried, I took fucking liquid. And I got there and it was the nutcracker. And it started, but it, but it was tickets to a dress rehearsal, but like, I don't fucking clue what dress rehearsal is. So I'm sat there and it starts, and like, the special effects were amazing, so I was like, I'm gonna fucking have loads. So I ate a full chocolate, a couple of dried, and started doing the liquid. And then by like half time, wow. I went to get two, a couple of drinks and I came back. They're doing the same scene again. And I was like, oh, fucking hell, I'm stuck in a loop. And I was like, I was like oh, fuck, I'm gonna be stuck in the nutcracker for the rest of my life. But were you on your own? I was, I You're not. Did he just say that he would love to take your mum to the ballet and give her shrooms? Yeah. So my mum has never done shrooms and I've thought she would enjoy it, actually. Sorry, Grace, have you done shrooms? I love shrooms. I've got a mushroom (sighs) tattoo. I've actually never... I'm so... Fucking hell, I'm so vanilla. Like, I've never done (laughs) shrooms. It's probably the one thing I'm like, oh, I'd be interested in because so many people are like, it's amazing. But you have to be in the right mindset. You do. And the first time I took shrooms, I was in a really bad mindset and I shouldn't have done them because I was like in a bad way. I was in a bad period of my life and it sent me west. But I now will only do shrooms if I'm like in a good way. And I do more like mushroom chocolate or like mushroom oil, which is what he was saying that he would give my mum is like some chocolate. And I feel like my mum would actually like it. She would never do it. I think she'd like it at the ballet. And I actually think she'd have liked this guy because he was so likeable. Um. But it was a yeah. He was he was absolutely gagging to take my mum to the ballet. Like he wanted my mum to be there more than me. Like would that have been the strangest proposal first date you've ever been asked on? I mean, maybe like if I'd have gone on a date with him and we'd had mushrooms at the ballet, 
That yeah. would have been the maddest first day I've ever had. Him asking you to do it with my mum, I don't know. I feel like I've been asked like so many weird questions on first days, but maybe I've just asked loads of weird questions. I'm not sure. We were talking about him giving my mum magic mushrooms and then he told me such a joke story about giving his parents space cake. <laughs> when I was 14, I made my mum and dad a space cake. Really? I did, I, and I told them, I was like, I'm going to make dad a space cake for his birthday. My mum and dad were like, shut up, no, you're not. And then did they have it? And then, like, I... My mum was working on the tiller at the time and I went over there and I was like, so are you buying cake mix? She's like, yeah, I'm making a space cake. She's like, no, you're not. I was like... <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway, I'm making the space cake, put loads of hash in it. And then one night, I think they ate it and they came up to my bedroom and like stupid o'clock at night being like, it's the best cake of the They all laughing that tits up. I was like, I'm fucking oh told you. Oh my God, I love that. Uh, yeah. His oh. parents sound kind of cool. They're cool. I'm going to be like yeah. that. That's going to be me. Did he say when he was 14, he, he made his parents a cake? He made space cake, yeah. 14? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's jokes. Like, I've tried to make my parents do mushrooms so many times and they would never, they would never do it. My parents are such squares. Like, it's mad. Have you ever tricked your parents? Have I ever drugged them? No. <laughs> I don't I don't think that would go well for me. <laughs> yeah, no. I think that's against the law. I think I would get in a lot of fucking trouble and they would probably, like, go to the police because they are squares. <laughs> oh, my God. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So he told me this crazy story where he was at a festival and this is like a known thing that like if you want a drug to like go into your bloodstream or you put it up your ass. So like, yeah. Oh, do do you know what a pinger is, Roz? No idea. So it's like a pill, like an ecstasy pill. Okay. So he was telling me that he'd put a pill up his bum hole. I put a pinger up my ass for the first time. Best thing ever. Really? I feel like a 16 year old doing drugs for the first time again. So how quickly did you start to feel Honestly, it? within fucking five minutes, I was off me tits. So I was wow. a kid there, sorry. Um, Do you never get worried that you just accidentally farted it out? Oh, no, because I've got evidence that there's no way I did. <laughs> <laughs> basically, so basically, <laughs> my finger was blue up to here, because like, these pingers are like notoriously blue. Whenever we do them, we all get covered in blue. So anyway, my finger's blue up to there. You've been just shoving like, it up your arse. Right, but then I was just like, what not my arsehole looks like? <laughs> so then, like, so then that night, that last night, that night, Mimi Pal went back to mine to pick up some bits to the tents, and I was like, Mick, can you do me a favour? I just made friends with this lad, and he's just like, for you, mate, I'll do anything. And I was like, will you take a picture of me asshole? He's like, of course we will. <laughs> so I've got this amazing picture of the brightest, bluest. Was it bum. really blue? Oh my god! He showed me a picture of his asshole, and it was bright, fucking blue. No like it was way. crazy. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> oh my oh my god that looks like a WKD that is mad it's quite impressive is it not how has that happened exactly it's like a cosmic butthole wow that's amazing thank you <laughs> yeah good first date material <laughs> <laughs> I will say I don't know if I want to see pictures of someone's bum hole when I've just yeah I have them. a question I didn't like it yeah I, I think my question might be too gross go on ask it was it hairy it was hairy yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. I just didn't want to see it. Like, no. <laughs> but I but wanted also, to see how blue it was, but okay. then I was like, Ugh. Loads right, of questions. I did not want to see his arsehole. Yeah. Loads of questions. Obviously, putting a, a pill up your bum, obviously, it absorbs faster, right? Okay. Yeah. You know that he talks about it. Oh, it was like I was 16 again. So it's like, 
do drugs if you take them for so long is it like coffee where they just like they don't hit you or something yeah absolutely <gasps> wow or even if you were like at a festival this sounds like i'm a fucking connoisseur but even if you were at a festival and you were taking like quite a lot of pills like on the second or third day of the festival like the pill would stop affecting you stop. Yeah. that's crazy so he would have probably been at a festival and like been taking this pill but then it stopped getting to him so he put it up his arsehole and then felt like that's... a 16 year old because it felt like his first high so it's obviously people who take drugs consistently, they need to do more and more for yeah. it to have an effect. Like if you're having a cup of coffee, once you get used to it, you need to have more and more. Wow. It's a gateway. Mac. It's a gateway. Jesus. That's wild. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, it's a, it's a great story. Is that the craziest thing you've seen on a date? Somebody showing you a picture of their blue bottle? It was, it was definitely, yeah. Did they have to use flash because it was dark at a mm-hmm. festival? Okay, wow. I'm just getting a mental image of this. So it was like a flash picture of an oh, arsehole that he'd well. probably not wiped because he was at a festival. Oh, no. Grace. Oh, it's true. Hell. I'm being for real. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> te- please tell me that was the worst thing he showed you and told you. Yeah, he was like the gift that kept on giving. Everything he said was just like he, ha- he ha- actually had so many mad stories. I think I'm just really open, like, anything can happen. Yeah. I've got myself in some fucking shit situations. Go on. Uh, I got tricked into a cuckold once. What did you think you were doing? Uh, so I think I'd met them on field, and we'd spoken a bit, and like, they'd invited us on a few nights out where their partner was going to be there, but like, I didn't realise it was a cuckold situation. I thought they just wanted a threesome. And then I get a text at, like, 3, at, like 11 a.m. being like, oh, are you free tonight? So I was like, oh, do you know what it is? Fuck it, I'll do it. So, like, it's six, I'm on my way there. I pop a Viagra on the way. And then, like, fucking when I'm halfway there, I think your fucking heart's going to fall out my chest because I'm coming down. I'm just like, oh, fuck me. And then I get there. And then she's like, oh, don't worry. Like, my boyfriend's at the shops. I've just seen him go and fucking hide in a room out the corner of my eye. I was like, what is going on? Anyway, we're fucking on the sofa. She's like, oh, can I get on top? I was like, oh, of course you can. So I jumps up, turns around and they're on top. And he's sat in the corner of the room wanking himself off. No. But like, I didn't know what to do, so I just gone up and was like, oh, nice to meet you, mate. And just gave him a little fist bump. I'm not fist bumping you. <laughs> <laughs> you really wanted me to fist bump you there. Well, I, I couldn't, after that, I wasn't expecting to be in the room. I couldn't really keep it up because I was in such a state. Yeah, so I anyway, yeah. I'm sat, I'm sat on the fo- sofa. She's rubbing her tits in my face. And then he starts shagging from behind. And then next thing, and I'm sat there, I'm like, limp tick. I'm sat there, there's a couple having sex on us. <laughs> I don't even know what to fucking do with this one. I sat there, it's like, right, sound, the couple's having sex on top of us. Sick. The next time he, he pulls out my leg, it's really warm. I was like, I think he's just spunked on my leg. <laughs> I had to use their exit strategy for me to get out because they were like, oh, we've got dinner at eight. So like, we'll have to leave. And I looked and it was like 20 past eight. And I was like, guys, I think you've got to go to dinner. <laughs> Like, oh shit yeah we do so I was like let me, let me help me oh my god sorry at the start I was like what's a cuckold and then obviously it's like it's obviously when you cuckold is, for- is when you are the person that. so it's like if I had sex with your boyfriend and you watched right but like the fact that he came into this room and this guy was in the dark corner hiding that's far. Also, the fact that then the couple started fucking on top of him. So then he was just the pillow for the couple, and he wasn't even hard. He wasn't even involved. They were just fucking on top of him. It, like I like the fact that he's just like sitting there laughing about it. But also, you can kind of tell that he's kind of like ah, it's a traumatizing memory. I know. I'm sorry. That Is sounded that, like like. Am I wrong now? Am I just like that's wrong? Like you need to let someone know if someone's watching you. Yeah. Kind of creepy, like peeping Tom. I mean, but I but I feel like that's some people's kink, which is not cool. 
No. But some people like, you know. Fucking hell no. Sorry now. If I went and I was having sex with someone, I turned around, there was someone in the corner. I would think I, it was a ghost. I would I would run out there so fast and be like, that time I saw a ghost. I would use the lesson that I learned from one class of kickboxing and I would just batter them. Oh, fuck. Jesus. He tells the story so well, it's funny. But also at the same time, you can tell he... Like at the time he was like, what the fuck? But it's it's really been so interesting because like I obviously didn't even know what cuckold meant before I did this podcast. Yeah. And then I've gone on dates with so many different types of like orientations of like dating and stuff. And like I've met so many people who've like been a cuckold or like, you know, whatever, like had a cuckold or whatever. I don't even know how you use that word. And it's crazy how common it is. And I just didn't really realise that because I've been so, like, hetero my whole life. Look, as you know, I'm like, fucking people, like, go for it. Like, do whatever yeah. makes you happy. But it sounds like he had no fucking idea what he was getting in for and they didn't really let him know. So if you're listening, let people know what they're up for. Yeah. Quite literally. Even when he's telling that story about the threesome cuckold, he was like, I'd popped a Viagra and then I was on my way and my heart started palpitating because I was on a calm down. So he's like, he was already on a drug calm down from the night before. He'd taken too many pings up his asshole. Now he's taken a Viagra. So his body's fucked. Yeah. He's obviously a bit of a fucking wreckhead. Yeah. And when I went to the toilet during the day, when I listened back, you can just hear him laughing to himself and randomly talking to some other person walking past. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Sorry, I just fucking make myself laugh. How's your day going? We all do it. You know, there's nothing wrong with laughing at yourself. You know, I just got carried away. How's your day been? You had a good day. Uh, honestly, it's been fucking great. Like it's been quite chilled. I'm flying to Lisbon at four a.m. this morning, tomorrow morning. Yeah. Oh no, it's, it's for work. Have you ever been to Lisbon? I've been so many times now. I can tell you everything you need to do. Honestly, it's lush. Where are you from? Are you from Le- I Leeds holds such a special place in my heart. <laughs> oh my god. He's fucking mad. I'm sorry. I love it. I kinda, uh, when I'm on my own, that's what I'm like. <laughs> can I just say, like, obviously I'm only getting clips of this lad or whatever, but like it's kind of someone you'd like to have in your friendship group. Number one for the wild stories. Number two, you can just tell he's actually a really nice person. He's lovely. Like when he's like, how's your day? But my day's been great. Yeah. yeah, pretty chill. It's like, you're talking to like no one. Like, who are you talking to? I can't <laughs> even hear their voice. <laughs> for me, if I ever ask myself what the fuck I'm doing, it means I'm doing the right thing. Uh-huh. So I've got, it happens to me all the time. Like, I'll be like, what am I doing? And I'm like, nah, nah, nah. If you've asked yourself what you're doing, that means you're doing... You're living. Yeah. And that's kind of my main goal in life. I just want to live. I want my life to be a story. It is. All I want from life is to have a fucking hell of a story. Honestly, we have different, like, our mottos are on the wrong side of the scale. Like, whenever I ask myself, what the fuck am I doing? It's usually because I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck am I doing? Like, like <laughs> something's <laughs> gone wrong here and needs to stop. Ah. <laughs> I don't think he's like, when he's in a bad situation, he's like, I don't know, is he expecting to write like a novel? When he's 90. I can't relate. If I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm having a nervous breakdown. Like, that's... I need to be stable to function. Do you have any life mottos? You know me. Words to live by. I'm vanilla as they come. And I work seven days a week. And my only motto that I I tell myself when I'm like, bloody like getting three hours sleep, getting up for work is just like, it's the opposite to him. I'm like... I just want to work and become successful. So I'm like, short-term pain, long-term gain. That's a good motto. That's a good motto. Yeah, like his motto, The fo- that's so funny. What the fuck am I doing? It's like, it's so <laughs> the opposite. But like, 
obviously okay he's a really oh you just tell he's like kind of like such a sweet guy but like he's definitely not someone for you but like how who would you see him ending up with to have that lifestyle and i've got friends who like have that lifestyle of like they're always out and like to getting fucked and whatever which some people have the constitution to be able to handle it but in a relationship then you need someone who's slightly antidote to that who isn't also putting pills up their ass and taking pictures of their assholes do you know what i mean you need someone who's a bit like what are you doing bruv do you ever find that it's like the maddest people you know like the people who like take loads of drugs who were like have the wildest stories always end up being like a life coach or something always always, always. yeah yeah always yeah I just feel yeah. like we're gonna come across him in 10 years time and he's gonna have like some like motivational podcast and, like... but you know what it is it's cause they've really seen some shit yeah like when you've been when you've been like in that like going out a lot and like meeting like crazy fucking people you've seen some shit and you've probably nearly died a few times True. I loved him. We had a great time. I'm obsessed with the fact that he laughed himself when I went to the toilet. He was probably laughing about like my VPL or the fact that I had a camel toe. Um, but I loved him. I probably wouldn't like date him again, but we've still got however many more. Well, you know what? To the guy who was always high, he was actually my favourite date too. Next time on 28 Dates Later. The second we started speaking, I was like... We have to have sex, and yeah. I really want it to be today that we have sex. Yeah, you sat down, you're like, how can this happen? Oh, I know, I'm going to talk about my dog squirting on another dog's face. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, my dog's also a bit on heat, just like me. <laughs> 28 Dates Later is produced by Novel for iHeartRadio. For more from Novel, visit novel.audio. The series is presented by me, Grace Campbell, with help from Ros Purcell and Dan Y. The producer is Diggory Waite. The executive producer is Claire Broughton. Our editors are Mythily Rao and Max O'Brien. Production management from Cherie Houston and Charlotte Wall. Willard Foxton is our creative director of development. Novel. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.